Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor and I'm here with Mike Shera. He's the pastor of Grace Church of Orange, if you've never heard of him. We're excited to be with you on the podcast today. We all have big grins on our faces Most right likely now. <laughs> you've never heard of me, and I'm okay with that. Uh, we want to get right into the topic today, which is what happens when Christians misunderstand the nature of the local church? And many books have been written on this, so we're not, we're not thinking that we're going to, you know, tackle even anything close to all the issues and it's a very broad topic but we just want to float some questions around and uh, kind of wade in on this there's some things even that are happening and really are always happening in connection with grace and other churches that we're aware of where these kind of things come to mind but what happens when a christian misunderstands the nature of the local church mike let me just start off with this question what are the kind of uh decisions you know choices that believers make that clue you in sometimes to maybe some kind of uh, uh, less fully developed understanding of what the local church is all about. Mm -hmm. Is that a fair question? It's a great question. So my first thought is membership, something about membership. I had a guy once say to me, came up to me and said, Pastor, I need to tell you something. I I love this church. I'm here. And and I made myself a member. And I'm sitting there listening. And and then he says, I'm now a member of your church. So we have a membership process at Grace Church of Orange. You can go on our website, graceorange.org, and and see our rationale for it. It's very biblical. We believe that church membership is biblical, an identifiable, formal church membership process. And But this guy says to me, I'm now a member of your church, and I just want you to know, and he kind of gives me a thumbs up. Now, I needed to run to something else, and it wasn't the moment. I'm, I don't know him well enough. It wasn't the moment to correct that. Like, you know that's not a thing, right? Yeah, like, like you just made up a thing? Interesting. You made yes. up your own thing. And he told me why he did it. He says, I came from a background where we didn't believe in church membership, so I just want you to know now I am a member of the church. And I just I just said, well, thanks for sharing, mm. and, and let him go on his way. So I didn't correct it, okay? Someday I will. But I think membership is one. I think people don't understand what it means to be membership. I think they don't understand leadership in the church, like what's an elder, what's a deacon, why someone's a ministry leader or not. I think they don't understand relationships often, like what they, the nature of them should be, and then uh, service. I think there's there's more, but I think those things, and I think I, hmm. I would root it. We always want to root what we're saying in Scripture. First and Second Timothy say a lot about the church. Even in First Timothy 3, where he says in verse 14, I hope to come to you soon, but I'm writing these things to you. He just talked about deacons and elders and how they're to pray for all people and what kind of qualifications they should have. Mm-hmm. I'm writing so that you will know how one ought to behave in the household of God, mm-hmm. which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Right. And then even in Ephesians 4, you know, it just speaks of how God gave uh, the apostles and prophets and the evangelists and pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, till we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and mature uh, maturity in, 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 in Christ. And, and you see... Th- you know, dotted throughout the New Testament over and over again are instructions for understanding the church. But I think that some Christians somehow maybe miss that or you know how we bring things in and our understandings just get pressed into Scripture or into the church. So I think I think we can do a lot of reminding. Preaching is a good ministry of reminding uh, people of what it means to be a member of the church, what it means to have relationships in the church, all the 59 one another's. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to serve in the church? And what does it mean to have leadership and followership? Yeah. Those are some of the things. Yeah, no, totally. How about this question? We were t- the, the phrase came up before we went 
kind of live here, church hoppers, you know, people who mm-hmm. are kind of bouncing from church to church, or maybe they have an unhealthy relationship with an individual church and they, they push in too deep and try to like, you know, insert too much influence or grab control. So maybe you go either, either way, someone who's too loosely tied to the church and they're always bouncing from church to church or somebody who's trying to, you know, seize a bunch of power or something like that. And they need to lock themselves into the church in a way that's unhealthy. Any thoughts about that? Why do people, why do you think, you know, people are doing that? What does it say about somebody's understanding of the church? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I, I think people do it because we're sinful. <laughs> you know, we all have a propensity to to wander from the Lord and to, you know, press into the scriptures ideas that are not there. You know, you think about a lot of the things that are present in our culture right now. Many Christians latch onto them and then hijack them and hijack the church with them and twist the scriptures to their own destruction. And basically, whether it's LGBTQ agendas, whether it's egalitarianism, whether it's the way you you interpret scripture, many people just twist the scriptures and force it upon the church and basically don't bring in what the scriptures really say. They just bring in their own mind and then and then put it in spiritual terms. But I think some Christians, they don't understand the nature of the church. And, and what I have seen over the years is that sometimes people will bounce from church to church, either hoping to be served. And if they don't get what they want, they leave. Or there are people that they dive deep into a church and they say the church deserves the gift of me. And, mm-hmm. and they go deep into a church and they try to control as much as they can until someone calls them on it and they're held accountable. Um, and sometimes people keep doing that for many years and churches are held hostage. Mm-hmm. Praise God that uh, as far as I can tell over the last 16 years at Grace Church of Orange, um, no one's holding a church hostage with crazy ideas. We're going from the word of God but I have seen people bounce from church to church hoping to be served. I have seen people, as soon as they don't get what they want, leave. Or people that say, I know better than the leadership of Grace Church of Orange. I'm going to join the church with an agenda and then try to change it. And it might go on for years. I've seen it happen. And then finally they leave because people start realizing that and saying something about it. I hope that makes sense. But at least it's some of the things I've seen. And it... it, it it breaks my heart. It actually does. I think it, God wants so much more for his church than this. Hmm. Right. And so we want to strive to love all people and be healthy and just lay down a good example. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> another question, I'm thinking of this as you're talking, what, what if somebody, I'm going to kind of put a situation out there and maybe you can share some thoughts on it. What if somebody's in a church and maybe for a variety of reasons, maybe there are certain, you know, kind of, third level theology type convictions that they might have some disagreements with the church on. Uh, maybe there's another church where they see a model of eldership or an example of love or a style of preaching or a style of music or something else where they think not only, Oh, I, I like that, but they, they might even think, you know what? I think that might be in some ways, even a slightly healthier model right. than what I'm experiencing here at this church. Should that person leave and go to the mm-hmm. other church? Should they not? What kind of, I, this is a really complicated question, obviously, but uh, any thoughts on that? Ooh, that's a, so I can take it from so many different angles. Let me just take it from what I'm thinking first. I'm thinking to myself that often people look for things wrong and then they, they find the, the myth of the green of grass. There's something better or right over there. If that's the case, stay where you're at and just be content but if you're at a church that's teaching some error mm-hmm. and you see a church that isn't, 
then I would say, yes, you should talk to your leadership. Let them know why. Hmm. Say, we need to be at a church that's going to be true to the scriptures. Let's say it's blatant. Let's say it's, they've, you know, there's something blatant. They're teaching, um, you know, heresy. And so um, they're teaching that Jesus isn't God or they're teaching that the Bible isn't authoritative or they have some practices like say, oh, we're going to have women elders, you know. I say, no, you need to leave that church. It's not biblical, hmm. okay? But I think plenty of times there's, there's just, oh, that looks so good over there. And I talk to pastors sometimes where local pastors where we know that certain people switch from our church to their church and their church to our church. And there are, there's a, there's a, I can count them on, on one hand, but there are certain churches where I'll say to someone, well, if, if you go there, you just got an upgrade in preaching and programs and, 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 you know, and all of that. So mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. wonderful. On the other hand, there's times I'm like, please don't go to that other church. It's not a, a helpful place to be. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Just in my understanding, I wouldn't send anyone there because I've got some concerns about the way they teach or or even, even sometimes all the teaching's great, but there seems to be right. like an attitude or an undergirding, right. we're better than others kind of a mentality. Like yeah. There are some churches where they're very orthodox and they're very good in theologically, but you know, if, 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 if I know that the leadership there might be a little bit, you know, I don't know, self-promoting or full of themselves or whatever, I'd be like, I would kind of take a pause and go, is that what you want? Hmm. You know, and but again, that's hard to say to people. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm going, I'm bouncing all around. No, I, I want you to answer the same question though. I think it's helpful what you're saying. I, you're really kind of getting into the weeds of the kind of things that you have to think through. Yeah, I mean, I, what would I say to this? I think it's a hard question. You know, the reason I brought it up is because I wonder sometimes if people, maybe especially in our camps, mm-hmm. somewhat theologically inclined, enjoy the kind of, you know, doctrinal wrestling or whatever, they might be quick to say, you know, I see this one thing that I think is a little bit kind of, you know, off at my church and, oh, here's another church over here. And yeah. it looks like their model is just a tiny bit healthier. I should probably go over there. And I think, you know, that we could all say some of the people that we've respected the most uh, you know, in our life as believers are people who are faithful and, and serve the Lord with the people that God had providentially put them in, yes. in relationships with, you know, in their local church, even if throughout that time, they, there were things that maybe were a frustration for them, or they were struggling through something, or there was something about the preaching, the teaching, the philosophy of ministry, you know, that they weren't maybe completely in sync with. They said, Hey, like I acknowledge that that's there, mm-hmm. but I still, I want to be committed to the people that God has, you know, put me in fellowship with here. Um, so I think that that's at least something that every believer should think about. You know, mm-hmm. providentially, God has led me here. He's put these elders in my life, yes. these pastors, yes. these brothers and sisters around me, especially maybe the ones that I don't get along with so well, because they're going to be the tools that God's going to use to sharpen me and to, to grow me. And they're, you know, somebody in my life that I have an opportunity to love and to serve and to prefer over myself and sometimes I think maybe those kinds of thoughts get shortchanged in favor of this. Oh, but look at this other church. They seem to be so healthy or something, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And then somebody, you know, suddenly is off. And, you know, sometimes at Grace we hear, oh, did you know that so-and-so is going to another like-minded church around us? And sometimes we go, hey, great. Seems like they process that really well. Maybe it's closer to home for them or something. And it's right. like awesome. Other times it's like, oh, really? Uh, you know, interesting. I wonder if maybe there was maybe there was something a little a little wacky and how they process that. So I'm trying to be a little bit guarded in that too, but those are some of my thoughts, I think. Mm-hmm. So now you're triggering other thoughts for me. You're not triggering me in a bad way, but you're triggering some thoughts for me. Cause I've, I, I've seen this before 
where a pastor friend of mine will tell me, oh, um, we've got a family or two that are now over at your church. And I hadn't been aware of it at that point. And so then we become aware of it and maybe they join the church. And I find out that most of the time there was a relational thing. Okay. And I guess, let me just throw this out there, maybe dredge it up a little bit. So oftentimes like doctrine can, makes a church healthy, but it isn't the only thing that makes a church healthy. It's not in a vacuum. You have, you need to have preaching and doctrine that is solid. You, know, you have a plural, a real plurality of elders that are shepherding the flock and preaching the word and administering the ordinances and doing church discipline. But there needs to be a deep prayer and dependence on the part of the people and mm -hmm. the leadership. Mm -hmm. But there also needs to be people and relationships that are biblically solid. And what I've found is maybe something goes wrong and even at a really good church. So I think Grace Church of Orange is a really good church, okay? I, I, I wouldn't, you know, change much about Grace Church of Orange, you know, just some nuances, right? Well, there's some other churches I think, they're really great churches. And I'm like, they came from that church. Why? Now, it was too far to drive. Fair enough. Okay, that makes sense. Be closer to home. Uh, but when it's, I, I had a problem with someone there. What we always say is, please resolve it first and then figure out where the Lord would want you uh, to to be uh, engaged in a church. Maybe you go back to your church and make up and, and, and do things right that way. Or maybe you move on because sometimes it just, it, it too much water has gone under the bridge and there's too much hurt and it, it, the feelings, you know, maybe people don't get over it as quickly. So I would just say that there's plenty of times like that where I, I run into a pastor friend, oh, so-and-so's over at your church now. And I, do they feel bad? Of course. Right, the the pastor feels bad, and and sometimes they don't. They never said goodbye. There are times I'll say to people, "Could you please go back to your leadership and talk to them in person? They are really good people. I know them well. Uh, I'll say that that's a friend of mine, and I know he would really appreciate it if you would just give him um, the the opportunity just to at least hear from you, and not just be wondering. And so, and the same thing has happened our way as well. We find out, oh, so and so is now a member of this other church. Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting. They kind of left in a weird way, and. Maybe there's something unresolved. Well, no one sent them back to us. So some of our good friends, we we talk as pastors and we send people back and we or we say, hey, could you please talk to this? But I had one church get a hold of me and say, could you please send this one family back? Because they had caused some problems and they were under discipline and they went over to your church. I'm like, wow, we didn't know that. And we asked them to go back and they said, no, we're hmm. not going to do it. Interestingly, they made problems at Grace Church and then had issues with people and they mm -hmm, went on, you mm -hmm. know, and have no idea where they're at now. Um, but this is what happens because we are sinful and we don't hate people or label them, but we, we, we are called in the, in the scriptures like Romans 16, watch out for those who cause divisions contrary to the doctrine you've been taught, you know, and uh, warn someone once or twice, then have nothing to do with them. So there are some pretty, you know, serious things that we might need to address. Anyway, I'm probably way off topic here, but I know our topic was when Christians misunderstand the nature of the church. And I think... I know we have several topics that we want to save for subsequent weeks. So I think this might be a good time to land the plane. I think so. I, one thing I'm thinking of, and this could be kind of just a nod towards what we're going to cover maybe in a future podcast, but the nature of the local church, you know, that mm -hmm. is, that is, we are a people transformed by Christ and his spirit and the truth of the gospel that's come to us, but transformed, you know, key word. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that really strikes at the nature. And when you think about some of the analogies that the, you know, the new Testament uses for the church, the body of Christ mm -hmm. energized by his life, you know, connected to him as the head or, you know, first Peter two living stones build being built together into this dwelling place for 
the Lord, you know, that's, that's really getting closer to, I think the nature of the church. And maybe we can take a podcast to just talk about that and maybe surface the question. Do some believers have a, you know, not, not wrong view that it's, it's about doctrine. It's about plurality of elders and leadership. It's about, uh, expository preaching, which all mm. of that we'd say yes and amen to, but right. that's not actually the nature of the church. The nature yes. is this transformed community of people. Yes. And sometimes some of the right little, you know, flags seem to be green, but then there's, there's a still a kind of insufficient understanding of the church. So that's an interesting thing you say that because you don't know where I'm going next on preaching. So the next book of the Bible I'm preaching is Ephesians. That's, there's the announcement. <laughs> that was the first announcement, Ephesians, but I'm not going to start it until January. And so uh, this weekend, the salvation and sanctification of children, but in subsequent weeks, the nature and gift of forgiveness, the beauty and glory of Christ, the basis and hope of assurance, and the nature and function of the local hmm. church. So that's one of the things I'll be addressing in some, uh, in a, in a expositional topical yeah. series where I'll be taking a passage each week and, and I love expounding it. it. I so didn't even know that. Yeah. You did not know that. I didn't know now. that. Well, that just means there's more good stuff to come. So we're going to wrap this podcast here. Probably look out maybe even for another podcast tackling more of this this idea of the nature of the local church. But thanks for staying with us today uh, and listening. We love you and pray for you throughout the week if you're at Grace Church of Orange. Uh, and uh, hope that until next time you have a wonderful week serving the Lord. God bless you. <laughs>